0: This is Jeff Cross, and welcome to the May 25th, 2023 edition of Views on the News from the Couch, a baby boomer's attempt to pass along his views on the news. Quick hitters Tina Turner died. Everyone else is saying it, so I guess I should. She was simply the best. Black Lives Matter is running a significant deficit, and there are concerns they will have to declare bankruptcy. There are also claims of large salaries in the inner group and quite the real estate portfolio. Sounds similar to the way Joe Biden runs the government. Budweiser is having trouble selling its beer. On Twitter, there is a picture of Bud Light on sale for $15 with a rebate for $15. If people do not buy the beer then, it brings meaning to the phrase, quote, We can't even give it away. End quote. Sounds like the DeSantis presidential announcement on Twitter was a flop due to technical issues. Remember when whistleblowers were brave men and women doing what was right for their country at great personal risk? Is the media covering whistleblowers that way now? The IRS agent who says the IRS slow-walked the Hunter Biden investigation for taxes. The FBI agent who says the FBI followed a January 6th pipe bomb subject via video through the subway to a car and know the license number, but have not followed up on it. The FBI agents who say the FBI is riddled with left-wing favoritism, are they good guys now? Iran tested a missile designed to reach 1,200 miles. A graph from horizon shows that in the last eight years, the dollar's value of reserve currency has fallen from 65% to 47%. The euro has ticked up from 20 to 25. Not sure where the Chinese yuan stands. Kim Gardner recently resigned as what I would call the district attorney for St. Louis. She was a George Soros-sponsored DA and demonstrated how implementing liberal policies can create real harm. I linked to a devastating article on her tenure. Moving on. Our leaders are still talking about raising the debt limit. One Republican ask is that people who get food stamps... Now, SNAP, Medicaid or Temporary Assistance for Needy Families, work 20 hours a week if they are healthy and have no dependents. Let me repeat the key point slowly. Healthy, able-bodied, only 20 hours per week, no dependents. If they can't find a job, they can enroll in work training programs. This requirement already exists for food stamps, though the GOP bill would increase the max age from 49 to 55. I linked to a CBS News article by Aimee Peachy titled, GOP wants work requirements for benefits. Experts say they don't work. The article quotes experts who say work requirements don't work, or at least the Republicans aren't showing they work. Why do they not work? If you can't find a job, get retrained. If you would rather not work and forego your benefits, I don't see that as saying work requirements don't work. The article adds that food stamps often are paid to low-paid workers. Ah, then they won't be affected by the GOP proposal requiring 20 hours per per week of work. I'm missing the point of the criticism of requiring 20 hours per week of work. We all want benefits from the government. We should have to do our part. And at 20 hours per week, it's not like the worker would have to pay income tax. Seriously. Why aren't Democrats jumping on this one and saying yes? Tweak it a bit and say it was their idea. I don't care. I almost did not use this, this next story. I waited a few days, but it's just too good. The link story is written by Hannah Grossman and is titled Professor No Longer in the Classroom After Allegedly Forcing Christian Students to Fund Planned Parenthood. I think this is misleading in that all students were forced to fund her action group, and some of those students were Christians. The following information is from a student lawsuit, so it's one-sided. Think allegedly. All 600 students who took her class at the state school had to pay $99 to join the rebellion community. Allegedly, the professor said, quote, The rebellion community is a safe place to coordinate our efforts to burn everything to the fucking ground. End quote. The school refunded the students their $99. My interpretation is this was in real time and not after the forced payments came to light. The professor then donated the money to Planned Parenthood and other liberal causes. A separate article suggests that the professor used some of the money for an RV. What I don't get is how the professor got away with this crap before she was sued. Why didn't someone at Michigan State tell the professor to put her mouse back in its house? Check out the show Friends if you did not get that last comment. I am a fan of thinking things through and being accurate. Evidently, Senate Majority Chuck Schumer is not. To make that point, let's look at a 9-0 Supreme Court ruling. Like many Supreme Court rulings, it was unanimous. We often don't hear about those. The Supreme Court ruled 9-0 in a case called Sackett v. the EPA that the EPA had gone too far in implementing the Clean Water Act from the 1970s. The Clean Water Act gave the EPA the authority to regulate navigable waters of the United States. The phrase navigable waters gives us all an idea, but maybe different ideas. Certainly a major river would be included, but a minor river or stream... Andrew McCarthy suggests in the link piece titled Supreme Court reigns in the EPA again, this time on the Clean Water Act, that the EPA might consider a puddle in your backyard a navigable water. Crazy, you say? No way. Quote, the Sackets were prevented from building on their soggy Idaho property with regulators and lower courts ruling that it constituted wetlands enough to be waters of the United States even though it was remote from any permanent body of water, end quote. Another linked article quotes Justice Alito in his majority opinion, quote, The EPA ordered the Sackets to restore the site, threatening penalties of over $40,000 per day. The EPA classified the wetlands on the Sackets lot as waters of the United States because they were near a ditch that fed into a creek, which fed into Priest Lake a navigable interstate lake, end quote. The court ruled for the Sackets by defining that, quote, the CWSA's use of waters encompasses only those relatively permanent, standing or continuously flowing bodies of water forming geographical features that are described in ordinary, ordinary parlance as streams, oceans, rivers, and lakes, end quote. The Supreme Court was basically saying this is what we think Congress meant when they passed the Clean Waters Act. If Congress wants something different, they should pass legislation with clear meaning. Back to Schumer. He tweeted, quote, This MAGA Supreme Court is continuing to erode our country's environmental laws. Make no mistake, this ruling will mean more polluted waters and more destruction of wetlands. End quote. The guy's a tool, not a good tool. And he has to use his catchphrase, MAGA, even though it was a 9-0 decision, and yell, the sky is falling. I long for the days when the legislature legislated, passed clear bills, the administration faithfully executed them, or asked for changes. The courts ruled when asked, but weren't as involved in our daily lives. Now, Congress passes long bills, few read, that are not clear, and sometimes contradictory. The bureaucracy can implement them the way they want. And then we have lawsuit after lawsuit. To end this somewhat convoluted missive, I will quote the great Patriots coach Bill Belichick. Schumer, quote, do your job, end quote. Pass a bill if you don't like this ruling. Thanks for listening to Views on the News from the Couch. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends. If you did not like it, please share with the rest of the folks you know.